0: I'm asking you to hear with an open heart today. Again, you may not have a biological child, but but you will run across a, a child, uh, uh, you know, in your life. And I want you also to recognize that everybody you see around you is a child inside, even if they're 80. I honestly believe that's true with all of my heart. And most of the people you meet are, are wounded children. And the whole thing about this child-centric view of life is that Matthew 18, 3, Jesus told the Pharisees and a bunch of self-righteous, sufficient uh, adults, unless you change and become like a little child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You can't live in your adult woundedness. You can't live pursuing a broken sexuality as though another empty human being could fill your emptiness. That doesn't work. You've got to learn to become a child, relearn, play. You've got to relearn wonder and awe and trust and the willingness to be loved and loved. You have to change and then the kingdom will come. And that's what we're looking for at the Church of have Run. My goal as a shepherd in the short time I have on earth is not to put backsides in seats but it's to allow our human stories to be changed by the God story of Jesus Christ and then for us to share that story with others because I believe Jesus Christ changes lives. I don't, I don't need a paycheck to, to uh, keep a job to speak to a bunch of hard-headed religious people who are gonna be mean to others. That's, that's not what we're here for. We're here to have hearts that can be changed by the love of God, that we can declare the lordship of Jesus Christ, the sufficiency of the grace of the blood of Christ, and to let the work of Christ really happen in our lives, as broken and as imperfect as we are, the kingdom can come in us and through us. I believe that with all my heart. I believe you are called to be the kingdom come in this broken world. I believe in what God is doing through you and can do through you. And I want to challenge you to believe the same. So as we think about uh, children, let me just frame three kind of basics for uh, that, are, that are truths that we all have to live by. Children are God's creations. And, and that's just true. And, and, and if you respect God, then you should respect what He does and value what He does. And your children are God's creations. Now, I, I put your in parentheses uh, in the notes because... They're not really yours. You are a steward of them. God has given them to you for a time, but they are His. God created them. Your children are God's creations. Remember that. Secondly, you represent him to them. This isn't about you, this isn't about you know you being a wounded adult, wounding the next generation of, of children. this isn't about, about your image and how you look to other people. It isn't about you trying to get your kids to look perfect so that others will think highly of you. Hey, here's a newsflash. Your kids aren't perfect. Because you're not perfect. And this isn't a perfect church because I'm not perfect. Oh, wait, you're in there too. Because you're not perfect. So so the reality is that that you represent God to your children. Not is, in, in, in a you know, an authoritarian, cruel kind of way, you represent the nurture and creative love of God Almighty to your kids. That's your job. That's what you're going to be held accountable for. And if you and I do not do that, if we do not represent the true heart of God, unveil the heartbeat of, of heaven to a child, then we will answer for that. Remember accountability in Scripture. It is appointed unto a person to die once and then to face the judgment. The scripture says that we will give an account for every careless word or empty, the Greek says, that we've ever spoken to anybody, including our children, in our families. So, so understand what your job is. Your job isn't you. Your job is God. Got it? Paul, I thank you. Paul, why don't you look around. Everybody else here, invite them to join you, Okay. <laughs> If you're an introvert it's okay. I still you can nod all right and smile. You represent God to him lastly, draw them to him in nurturing love. draw children to the Father in nurturing love every time I see a child i if 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 there's a God opportunity, I try to affirm to notice uh, to to uh, you know, engage in play if it's, you know, it's appropriate. This is not creepy stuff. This is just paying attention to where somebody is. You know, if a child is crying, their pain is as real as you losing your house. You know that, right? Often I've heard adults say, oh, that's nothing. It's nothing to you. It's the whole world to them. Man, I can remember when I, when I threw down a toy that I had in a temper tantrum and it shattered to my surprise. I was devastated. I learned a lesson about my little temper. I learned that mama was gonna run out and buy me another toy. But I was truly devastated because this wasn't supposed to happen and I was supposed to be able to control the world. And the kindness of my mother in that moment explaining to me kind of reality, that was a glimpse of God. You know, I didn't deserve it, but that's the glimpse of grace. So here's what I want you to do today. Today. I want you to be God's love to a child. And I, I, I'm just going to be, again, confessional a little bit. There, there are, at, at every church, in every uh, you know, location in, in, that people gather across the world, what I'm about to say is true. But there are people who don't like my preaching. It's just true. And that's true for every pastor. I've been doing this 42 years. I've talked to thousands. It's true. At every and, and, and there you go. Why do I preach like I do? Because I wanna make it so simple that a child can understand and so deep that if you pursue it and get into the word of God, you will never come to the end of it. I want to present you as workmen approved of God so that when you stand before God, you will have embraced the truth and lived it. I'm not here to, to preach over your heads. Uh, Billy Graham said it is, a, it, is, it is easy to preach complicated. It really, really is. It is easy to, to want to sound sophisticated. The hardest thing in the world is to, to make things in that twofold way that, that a child can grasp it and, and an adult can never reach the end of it. That's how Jesus preached. There's nothing Jesus said that, that, a, that a child can't understand just as well as an adult. And this is a simple point. I'm almost embarrassed to offer it to you, except this will be, this will be your pass-fail grade at the judgment of God for your parenting right here. Were you my love? One of my uh, friends and professors, uh, Dr. Randall O'Brien, used to say that, that, that he imagined the judgment to be this, God on the throne and, and, and Christ uh, you know, at, the, at the judgment, and, and we're standing before him, and... And God looks at us, and then he looks to Jesus, and, and, he, and he says, Jesus, did she love? Did he love? You and I are to be God's love to a child. This isn't about your career. I know that you have to bring money into the household, but you know what, God's in control. I, I think I mentioned that, did anybody hear that? You know, it, it, it's either true or it's not. You gotta make up your mind at some point, whether A, there is a God, be whether he is love in Christ and, 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 or there's not. If there is, then then we've got we to gotta struggle to live in these truths. All the adult stuff that, that we're about uh, is, is, you know, a lot of it's not going to matter for eternity, but loving a child will. And so you and I are to be God's love to a child anytime you can, every time you can, in every healthy and appropriate and God honoring way that you can draw children to want your influence in their lives because of the blessing that your love has been in their lives. And, and I want to remind you of, of something Andy Stanley uh said years ago that 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 really just kind of changed my my you know my perspective and my understanding. Um, so so here is here's here's life, right? Um, and and right here is is birth. And, and this is maturity for a child. At birth, you have absolute control. I mean that, that's what you've got. And, and and let's put influence up here as well. At birth, you really don't have a lot of influence over a child. You got absolute control. But if you talk to a child about like being reasonable about their sleeping schedule at night. <laughs> guess you could talk to your blue in the face, right? It's not going to do a lot of good. So you have absolute control. And, and, and as, as time progresses, as we pass the 5, 10, the 15, the, the, the teenage years, which seem like 20 years. And then, and then on into maturity. So, so here's what happens with control. Control over a child goes down as, as the years pass, okay? That's just the way it works. And, and at birth, you really don't have influence uh, with a child. But, but that's what you want with a child, right? You want a child to want your input because of how you love them how you've believed in them, how you have, have invested in them. You want them to run to you and to come to you and to look to you and to be open to you. But the more you try to control, the, the, the less influence you will have. The more you control, here's what happens to your influence. And so I can't tell you the number of people that I know that, that got married at 18, uh, that left home at 18 just to get out of the house just to get away from a controlling father, a domineering mother, who would not listen, who, who did not represent God's heart to, to them. I'm just telling you guys, at the end of the day, when your child is off on their own for the first time, you have no, absolutely no control. I can remember when I went off to college, uh, drove away eight hours you know, at age 18, and I uh, had no clue what I was doing, and there's no cell phones in that day, right? Um, and I know, I'm old. Um, and I can remember, I can remember, you know, driving to, to Little Rock, Arkansas, and I thought, nobody in the world knows where I am or what I'm doing right now. And honestly, that freedom was great, but it was also kind of scary, but the influence of some believers in my life were with me in that moment. Nobody was there to control me, but the influence of God was with me in, in the, the counsel and the, and the memories of, of the, the people around me. Shoot for influence. Be releasing control as the years go by. Jeremiah 31.3 says this, The Lord appeared to us in the past. I've loved you with an everlasting love. And I've drawn you with unfailing kindness. The Holman Christian uh, Bible says, I have continued to extend faithful love towards you. I want to unpack this verse for us for just a moment. The Lord appeared to us in the past. There is a revelation of God that you and I can trust. God is at work and he has been at work in your life and and a part of our blindness is that we cannot see the hand of God loving us, leading us and shaping us and we cannot see the open arms of God inviting us to run to him. Those arms put flesh on, they are the arms of, of, of Jesus Christ on earth. The Lord appeared to us in the past. You have past influence from God to help you to make decisions in this moment, in this hour that we have together. The truth is we're not likely to know God without seeing Him somewhere in someone. (laughs) And the more we see God somewhere in people, the more people we see God in, the more likely we are to respond to Him and to say yes to his love. The more adults who are being controlled by the Holy Spirit and not the brokenness of their own childhood or their own anger, the more adults who are pouring healthily into children and, and protecting their, their kid. I have, I have a friend, uh, and this is the language that he uses, when as their, their girls were growing up, uh, Tim would say that, you know, we gotta, we gotta keep your kid in you. And so one of the girls would, would wanna watch a movie. And uh, and and one of the girls asked him, "You know, Daddy, can can I watch this movie, or or, or will I lose part of my kid?" Yeah, no, that that movie really will cost you part of your kid. So let's 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 not do that. Um. So, so the more people that we experience in our lives who are representing God to us, the more likely we are to respond positively to the Lord. And I, I guarantee you. That's what you want as an adult, is you want your child to learn to run to Jesus. Amen? If there's one thing that Hannah gets from my time on earth, it is run to Jesus, run to Jesus, run to Jesus. When you are far afield, when you are confused, when you are alone, when you are, as a parent, are not there to control anything in your child's life, if they run to Jesus, it's all okay. Amen? Amen? There cannot be a parent here who doesn't agree with that. (laughs) You got got to join me in that. God has gone to great lengths to reveal himself to us. We must go to great lengths to reveal to a child that they are loved by him. And we cannot do that if if we have ourselves on our hands. If our own sadness and our own sorrow and our own ego and our own pain and anger are dominant in our lives, then we will miss the opportunity to represent God to the children around us. God says, I've, I've appeared faithfully to you in the past, and I have loved you with an everlasting love. This is such a beautiful passage. It is one of my favorite in all of Scripture. I have loved you, not the person next to you, not somebody better than you, not somebody who's messed up less than you. I have loved you from, from eternity past into eternity future. You are of infinite value to God. You are the special creation of God. You are not junk. You are not an accident. You are are not a mistake. A heart of selfless love is pretty noticeable in a wounded world. And some adult who has allowed the everlasting love of God to begin to, to change them, Uh, in their lives and and begins to notice children and build into them and lift them up and and encourage them and bring out of them what God has put into them, that's pretty noticeable in a broken world because most people are self-centered and self-concerned. I have loved you with an everlasting love. What is love? It's active. Love cannot see pain and do nothing. Love moves towards brokenness and need. Love is it, it, love does, you know, that's why Jesus, that's why God, that's why, that's why, you know, the cross and resurrection, it's other-centered. That, if you want to know a definition of love, love is acting in the best interest of another, okay, it's selfless, um, it looks out for the best interest of the other, there, there are many wounded children who are parenting, in fact, every parent is a wounded child, you got that? All right? Every parent is a wounded child. What do you do with your wounded? Run to Jesus. Run to love. Run to healing. Run to joy. Run to wholeness. Run to worth. Run to, run to care. Um, and, and the reality is that before you can be God's love to a child, you must let yourself be loved. And some of you are saying, well, Pastor Drew, this is so basic. No, this is life-changing. I don't care what you believe about predispensationalism or post-dispensationalism or, or any other you know, doctrine there is in Scripture, if you do not believe in the love of God in Christ and if you do not have the faith to let yourself be loved by Jesus in an overflowing way in your life, your faith isn't real. and you don't believe God's love for you is real. Before you can become a healthy parent, you have to become, A healthy child. That's Matthew 18.3. Unless you change and become like a child, you can never enter my kingdom. Some of you never got a childhood. Well, God can give it to you again. You can learn joy and trust and you can learn to play. You can learn fun. You can learn uh, wonder and a sense of awe and then you can bring all that into your own parenting or grandparenting even with an adult child um, you you can you can bring this to to them and and then you can begin to see through their eyes and God will show you how to connect with them in ways that reveal him but the truth is before you can help someone else find their place in the world you have to find your place in the world before you can help somebody else find their identity in Christ, you have to kind of be growing in your own identity in Christ in life-changing ways. And that only happens through a a life-changing personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't learn enough about God. You can't memorize enough Scripture. At some point, you have to run to God in Christ. God's arms open wide in Jesus to say, I love you, I want you, Will you come home? Will you let me give you my very life, my, my all in love? Remember John 13, Jesus, the night before he was going to be crucified, he, the scripture says, having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. That's the passion of the Christ. I've drawn you with unfailing kindness, the scripture goes on to say. Just a reminder again, there's a difference between drawing and driving. <laughs> when you drive a child, you, um, you, you know, <laughs> when you influence a child and, and when you drive a child, one, one leads to inviting influence, the other I- leads to fighting it. Okay, one leads to your child wanting to come to you and, and hear you. The other leads them to building walls and, and shutting you out. One is a thousand loving words and actions that all reflect Jesus. The other is frustration and anger, wounding over and over again as we try to control a child who simply won't be us. Well, Here's a newsflash. Your child isn't going to be you. Uh, You got it? Your child isn't going to live the vision that you have for them because you're not God. And God has put different things in your child. But this passage uh, is, is one of my favorite Hebrew words, contains one of my favorite Hebrew words in all the scripture. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. The word is chesed, faithful, loving kindness. Chesed, uh, chesed is a beautiful Hebrew word that's not easily translated because it means so many things. It's at the heart of who God is and it's one of the, the best descriptions in the Old Testament of, of, of what God is about and, 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 and his heart essential character. Kessid means faithful, faithful, loving kindness. God asked for faith for us because God is, is the first faither. <laughs> God, God had faith first in all of us. He had faith to create us. And after we fell, he had cre- uh, faith to, to move towards us, to redeem us. God believes in you whether you believe in yourself. God is faithful. He's the first believer and he teaches us to live in faith and trust all of our lives. I want to ask you to trust and believe what God's put in your child. I want you to ask to, to trust in prayer for your child. I want you to, to, to trust in, in such a way that, that you believe God can handle and redeem your child. Faithful, loving kindness, loving Jesus, God's child came to us full of grace and truth. And, and one of the things that you guys mentioned, uh, you know, in your parenting spectrum was was. You know, adult children, how do I handle them? Really, in some similar ways, the way that you, you handle l- less, you know, younger children, you, you love in ways that, that show the, the, the faithfulness of God. Jesus, the scripture says in John 1:14, came to us full of grace and truth. He wasn't the balance of grace and truth. He was the fullness of grace and truth. So, so with adult children or younger children, Loving them is not doing necessarily what they want you to do. It's doing what needs to be done in their life from God's perspective. It's looking to the eternal interest of God in your child. It means doing what God wants, doing, them, doing what helps them to see their worth in Christ. Faithful, loving kindness. God has, has drawn us with faithful, loving kindness. drawn us, nurtured us, led us. God's invited us to to want influence, to give him influence in our life. Faithful, loving kindness. To love as Christ is to lead towards truth with a beautiful grace, a strong, strong, relentless, persistent, and and thoughtfully gentle demeanor and, and conduct. So, Kesed, faithful, loving kindness. I have drawn you with faithful loving kindness. That's how God has drawn you as his child. That's how he wants you to draw his other children. And, and there's there's a, a kindness to the truth of grace that, that is its thoughtful strength revealing eternal love. That's, that's who God is. So be God's love to a child. Be God's love to a child. Imagine the joy and all the creative possibilities of parenting according to the golden rule. Imagine all the fun that you could have with your your younger children, even your adult children and your grandchildren. Hannah says, "I'll never be a grandparent." If that's the case, I'm going to have to borrow some of your kids and you know, uh, you know, make bubbles. I don't know. Um, but Matthew seven twelve says, So in everything, do to others what you'd have them do to you. For this sums up the law and prophets. Imagine going back and, and being, you know, a, a child, um, you know, in, in, your, in your little head. And, and what did you want done when you were a kid? How did you want others to, adults to notice you? How did you want them to, what did you want to do with them? Did you want to color crayon? Did you want to fly a kite? Did you want to do chalk on the sidewalk? What did you want them to do? Go back and do that for a child. I guarantee you the Holy Spirit of God will give you insight into how to do this. Do to others as you'd have them do to you. I can't tell you how many times in my, in my own journey, um, I, since, since I really wasn't uh, actively parented as, as a child, I have had to I've had to, to use this, this verse, and and say, Drew, if if you were Hannah right now, what would you want? Uh, you know, someone to do with you or, or for you. You know, even the other night, um, I, I had gone riding in the morning and, and, and had gotten, you know, 18 miles in and and and, and then worked all, all day outside and and uh, and and then Hannah says, I'd like to go on a bike ride tonight. And I'm going, I don't wanna, you know. <laughs> this is my own thought, right? Because that's what I sound like inside with my old self. Like, I really don't want, I I really want to sit on the couch. That's what I'm thinking, you know, I really would just like to. No, we're going for a bike ride. And we did, and it was great. Would I have done that in my own flesh, my own nature? No, I would not have. I would have gone and served myself and sat my behind on a couch and watched television. Because that's what your old nature wants to do. But when the Holy Spirit is active in you and and the kingdom is coming in your life and you are following the lordship of Jesus Christ and you are seeking the influence of God in your life, you are gonna be God's love to a child and you're gonna seek to love them as God would love them in every moment, in every way and, and you're going to do for them as you would have them as somebody else do for you. But guys, it all begins with your own run to the Father. And the truth is you can't go where you haven't been. So in these moments, with all of my heart and all of my soul, I just want to challenge you. You, There are families that can be changed right now in this moment, forever, ever changed, if you will respond to the word of God and allow a breaking to occur in your heart and soul in this moment. Will you, will you make your own run to the Father? into His loving arms, into His faithful, loving kindness, to let His love heal your wounded and your broken, to let it overflow in your life. That's your call right now.